Hi friends, welcome to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real life problems with a growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, and today we get to speak to the amazing Stacey Hyland. I'm so excited to chat with her, and I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about her before we get started. Uh, Stacy is an internationally recognized business growth strategist, coach, and author. She serves, served as the VP of consulting and senior coach for the Chet Holmes and Anthony Robbins world-renowned business mastery program and was named International Coach of the Year in 2016. Stacy helps six to seven big, uh, six to seven figure entrepreneurs add a zero to their business without the hustle. She is also the author of the soon-to-be-published book, Hidden Profits, More Clients, and Cash. She created the, oh, she is the creator of the Hidden Profits system. And when she's not coaching, she enjoys reading, paddleboarding, boating, and spending as much time as possible at her lake house on Lake Winnipesaukee. You're going to have to help me with that one. With her husband, (laughs) three daughters, and her speedy puppy, Visla. Yay, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And you mastered the word Winnipesaukee. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so relieved. I was like, oh no. I I actually was gonna ask you about that beforehand. So like those uh, native names can be a real tongue twister sometimes. So Yes, and it means smile of the great spirit, which is so oh, That's beautiful. It sounds like such a, a serene place. Yeah, it's wonderful. wonderful. We love it here. Excellent. Well, I am so happy that you're here. Thank you for spending this time with us. And I'm going to jump right in because I want to be really respectful of your time. I know we have about 30, maybe 40 minutes, so we'll see. Uh, but I would love for you to chat a little bit about who you serve and how you serve them. Sure. Well, I work with very ambitious, high achieving business owners. And usually the people that come to me, they are already super successful. They're at six or seven figures in their business, or they're almost at six figures, but they really know that they want to hit and have a bigger business. But what really unites most of the people that come to me is that they're, they're super successful. Other people see them as successful, but they themselves know that they're only using like this much of their potential. And they're like, you know, I know I'm made for so much more. And I'm just using like a little pinky finger worth of what, you know, the gifts I was given. And so what I do is help those people add a zero to their business without the hustle. Um, So I've helped clients go from zero to multiple six figures. I've helped other clients go from six to seven. And I've even helped a bunch of clients go from six to eight figures in their business. You know, and still being have time to spend time with their family, do their hobbies, you know, like some people want to play golf, other people want to go on vacation. It just depends on what your version of freedom and fun is. That's amazing. And and that really truly is. I've I've seen it with, with many times. Like it's such a huge leap to get from six to seven figures. Like that that's a huge jump, right? So um I would I would love to hear like what are some of the ways that you're able to help. Um, entrepreneurs grow or make that leap? Yeah. So the first thing that we look at is the mindset in terms of, 
you know, a lot of times what happens is, you know, what gets you to where you are right now is not what's going to help you get to that next level. And so from my work with Tony Robbins, I know that even though I'm a business coach, I still have to help up here, like, because that's really what's stopping you. And so we look at, you know, what are the things that are constricting you, whether it's your money mindset, whether it's an upper limit problem, um, the fear of success or the fear of failure. And so that is infused into everything we do. And then we start working through the steps to add the zero to your business. Um, and some of the things that we do there is we look at what are your hidden profits, the money that's in your business that you are not seeing for yourself. Um, the average client finds $85,000 in hidden profits. Wow, that's, that's yeah, huge. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And then, then we look at also um, how to differentiate you in the marketplace. So, um, for example, you know, if I Google coach, there's probably, you know, a million coaches that are going to come up in a Google search. So how do you shift from being a commodity where people are just, you know, Googling and then looking at pricing and, you know, interviewing a bunch of different coaches to being the one that people want to work with and becoming, you know, a couture brand in your, in your, in your industry, whether it's coaching or an accountant or whatever it is that you become the differentiated one that people actually want to work with and search out. Um, and then we, the other things that we do is that we work on pricing. And I know you'd seen the pricing thing that I had just done to raise your rates masterclass. That was um, a great challenge. Everybody doing should your marketing check it out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's raiseyourratesmasterclass.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can get on the waiting list for the next version of it. Um, and then the other things that we do is really help you with the marketing and the sales optimization to make sure that you have a really good marketing plan and then optimize each and every lead that you get that comes in your door. So that's really the steps we go through. I'm happy to go into that more deeply with anything that you have questions on. Oh, beautiful. And I think that that is such a needed, um, needed service for so many coaches or just entrepreneurs in general that really don't uh, maybe are lacking that guidance because i think uh, one of the things is that we see people grow to a certain level and just like you said um they need a coach right they need a coach to get to the next level um and being able to to find the right fit i think is a really big part of being able to get to that next level too don't you think? Well, I think what happens too is, is people that are successful, like they're smart. You know, a lot of people that I work with have, you know, advanced degrees from Ivy League schools. I mean, they're ridiculously smart. But what happens is you get to a comfort level and you're like, ah, I'm okay there. I'm making good money. I have a good lifestyle. And you just kind of coast in this comfort zone. And so really, when, once they start coaching with me, what they find is like, there's another level of possibility that exists that they can go for that they're like not really confident in going for and kind of were a little bit scared to give up their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. No, and I actually, I love that in the challenge that you did recently about how you just very clearly outlined how we are limiting ourselves, right? Just by being in that comfort zone and uh, you go into great detail on how to kind of reshape that and, and move through that. So um, I really love that. Um, so I would love to ask you, I know that it's been a while and uh, since you first started 
um, but just kind of taking it back, um, what are some challenges that you had to overcome in order to start your business? Sure. Well, when I, I started coaching 20 years ago, so I'm not one of the that you see on Instagram that just started. Um, mm -hmm. So first of all, when I started coaching, people had no idea what coaching was, right? They were like, what kind of sport do you coach, right? And like, oh, we're doing business coaching. And so that was the challenge. So really educating the market because there wasn't a demand for it like there is now. Because now people are like, oh, I wanna grow my business. I need to get a coach. Back then they didn't see that as a possibility. Um, and the second thing was I moved to a foreign country. So I moved to a foreign country um, that was like 99% French and foreign language. So mm -hmm. even though I speak French and I'm fluent in French, it was not like, I wasn't going to do my marketing in French. I didn't want to attract a full clientele, all of French speakers. I really was going after the American market because I'm American. Um, so it was really challenging. Like I started doing networking meetings and things like that. And it was a very, um, it was hard to find. Like I decided, you know what, I'm not going after the local market at all. And, you know, created some systems to get around that because it was really hard. And I think the third thing, and a lot of people will probably you know, relate to this, is my family, right? When I built my business, I built it that I wanted to be there for my daughter when she got off the bus. Before I even had kids, I was like, all right, I know this is what I want to do. But then I wasn't expecting that my, my daughter decided to be a gymnast, and she ended up being a national level gymnast. She was in the top 50 gymnasts in Canada. Wow, and that's so amazing. That was like the truth. Yeah, it's amazing until you have to drive to practice like two hours a day <laughs> and take them to physical therapy and take them to the training camps and the competition. So really growing the business despite her having a very active you know, athletic career. And then she ended up breaking her back. So it then moved into like supporting her with her recovery and going to specialists and doctors and physio and all of that. So that I found a big challenge and also the energy that that takes out of you when you have something like that, that you're like a split focus. That, that could be devastating. I mean, that must have been a, a really stressful time. And, and it sounds like she's fully recovered. Um, I, I hope. Yeah, she's still doing gymnastics. She retired from gymnastics, but she's coaching now. So she loves that. That's beautiful. What a New great face. transition. Yeah, but it, I think that's another testament to being a working mom and having to juggle all of the things. And the other thing that I, I hear you saying that I love is is designing a business around your life and not vice versa. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and maybe the woman who's listening right now, she's building her business. And I think it's really important to align yourself with a coach, a business coach that can help you design the business around your life. Right. So they're yeah, not having it's, to make concessions. It's really sessions. important because I think I, I had a client that came to me a few years ago and she she was like, I want to design this program and I want to do this. And I said, you know, you need to step back and look at this from like, how is this going to fit into your life? Like, how is this going to look when you fill this up? Is this something that you're going to like delivering? Is this something that's going to energize you as opposed to like, oh, my gosh, I've booked up every single hour of my life. And now I have no energy, right? So mm -hmm. it's super important. I, I myself had in the past signed up for coaching. And then when I got into the coaching, I was like, eh. I didn't feel like the coaches were of the same 
um, lifestyle business design that I wanted to emulate. Um, and my dad had died when he was 56. And so um, as I get closer to my 50s, that seems super young. Um, and so when he died, he hadn't done any of the things he wanted to do. Like he didn't do his bucket list. He didn't travel with us when I lived overseas. And so it really made me realize at a very young age when I was 26 that I didn't want to do the hustle. I didn't want to work 8 million hours at the expense of my family. I wanted to have like a life that when I'm in my rocking chair, when I'm 80 and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Remember how we did this and remember how we did that and have that joy that, that's going to comfort you and the memories that are comfort you when you're old. I, I love that so much. And, you know, I've actually been feeling that um, coming upon myself. I think that there's um, not only with the pandemic, but just life in general. I think that um, I've noticed that there's some people around me that lack that sense of urgency. Right. And I think that what you're describing is um, that we ultimately as entrepreneurs, business, business owners, leaders, you know, we've got to take the hard stance to create the life that we want to live, you know, and what and really take the time to figure out what that looks like and then find people that can support that vision. Right. Um, and so how do you yeah. how do you keep it's inspired? Because so we only get one shot at this. Yes, there is only one oh, shot. How do I keep inspired? Well, I think. <laughs> right. Uh-oh, I think we, oh, oh, there you are. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Um, I think one of the things that I do to keep me inspired is reading. I love to read. I'm always with the book. Always, always, always. Um, I love podcasts. Um, and I listen to podcasts, like one of my favorite podcasts, one of my friends created, which is called The Art School. And it's, it's not a business podcast. And I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination. But it's all about creativity and you know mindset and stuff like that so it's from a different angle which is really fun um mm -hmm. and then i also as you know participate in masterminds because i find being with other entrepreneurs that are um you know trying to grow their business they have the same challenges because even though like for example i'm married and i have a spouse like he's not really into this stuff he doesn't care like he totally tunes <laughs> out right and so I need some people that I can share with you with that I can commiserate with and get, you know, have everybody help each other. And that really, really inspires me to, and I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yes, for sure. And I, I hear a couple of things in there. So I'm going to, I'm going to pedal back, back pedal just a little bit, but number one, you're, I, you're like the third uh, woman, a female entrepreneur that I've spoken to you just this week that said the very same thing about their partners, you know, that their partners did something completely different. And they, they're like, I need these, these masterminds. I need to be in community with other women for the support because you know, my other friends and, and maybe my spouse does not understand what in the world I am doing here. And, and it is where we're, we're a little crazy. I mean, it's a little bit of madness, yeah. right? And it's, <laughs> and it's funny because I think I had gone to one of my husband's, it was a retirement party for his boss at the time. And this guy said, mm -hmm. well, what are your hobbies other than your business and driving to gymnastics? And I was like, at that point, that was pretty <laughs> much it. Like, I mean, I have a motorcycle. I had a motorcycle. I love paddleboarding. 
I love boating, swimming, all of that. But it's like when you have your family and then you have a business, the business can be um, something that people that don't have businesses can't really relate to about how fun it is and how inspiring it is and how much of a mission you feel to, to grow it and to help the people that you serve. A hundred percent. It's almost like you have another child. It's like a, another being a living entity that, that you also have to feed and nurture and keep an eye on and guide, you know, and it, make sure it's kind of all flowing in the other parts of your life. Yes, for uh, sure. So how do you, how do you keep the clarity to keep everything in flow? Is there practices that you lean on? that help you? Uh, I think, well, it's funny because I'm very into, and I don't have it right here next to me, but I have, I actually have a notebook that I use. And um, so I love to write things out by hand. And I find that writing things out by hand really helps me process it versus if I'm like in front of my computer, like I'll go sit on my screen porch or somewhere um, to really help me just dump it all out and then prioritize it. And I find that's one of the best ways to do it is to actually do a brain dump and say like, all right, here's all the things that are driving me crazy. Here's all the things I want to do. And then what you can do is prioritize those things because as an entrepreneur, um, you know, Tony Robbins says an entrepreneur is an artist whose expression of art is their business. And so mm -hmm. what happens is we get so many ideas and then we get we get stopped because we don't know which ideas to execute on. We don't know. Um, we have so many things we can't like take action on any of them. So when you prioritize them and then you look at, okay, I'm going to do this one this month. And then you write in your agenda or on your calendar and your Google calendar, like, okay, I'm taking this action and you break it down into little bite-sized pieces because I find the other thing that happens is that, like for example, I'm redoing my website right now. And so that's like one of my projects. And if I said like work on my website, it's very general and I'm not gonna get anything done during that time slot. But if I say, okay, go through the copy that the copywriter sent me and give her feedback, right? It's very specific. It's a doable task that I can put into a time block versus, you know, revise my website or do my website, build my website. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It kind of goes back to a little bit of smart goal planning, right? Yeah. Being, yeah. being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time out. I think I got yes, that right. Exactly. Yes, you nailed it. Awesome. Um, and then you, I love that you love to read because I, I also believe that readers make leaders and all of the best, uh, most successful people that I know are always reading sometimes multiple books at once. So I'm really curious and I'm sure the listeners are too, to know what's on your nightstand right now. What are you reading? Oh my gosh, on my nightstand right now. Well, it's interesting because I, now that I read things on Kindle, a lot of times it's hard to remember what I'm reading, but there's some that I go back to over and over again. So I think that's more valuable to hear about like, what are my top books than like what I'm okay. reading? Cause sometimes they're not like the best thing for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. The top ones that I love is the book Affirmations by Noah St. John. And it's all about asking yourself better questions. So instead of saying like, why can't I, you know, launch my webinar, right? Instead mm -hmm. of asking yourself negative questions, which your brain is going to fill in, they're going to say, oh, because you're stupid. Oh, because you're lazy. Oh, because like your brain will fill in that question. And instead you could say a positive question like, 
why is now a good time to launch my webinar? Or why is my webinar going to be successful? And you ask yourself these questions versus the negative questions we've been trained since youth to do. Um, so I love that book. I pull it out a lot of times. Um, the other book I absolutely love is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh, I love that, that book too. It's, it's a fantastic <laughs> book and it talks about how you stop yourself, like how you put these upper limits on yourself. So I think that's something that I can pull out. I just pulled it out again. So um, that one's actually on my nightstand right now because it's like I'm rereading that one. Um, another really fantastic book that I recommend to everybody is The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. He, mm. he was the gentleman that I worked with when I worked with Tony Robbins. Very brilliant. Lots of business changing ideas in that book. Amazing. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you're writing this stuff down because Stacy is dropping some gems right now. Those are amazing books and I can't wait. I'm actually going to order those, the two that I haven't read. So yes. thank you for those. You'll love it. And especially tune into like the dream 100 and Chet's book and the ultimate sales machine. Cause it's, it's life changing um, in terms of getting those top clients that, that pay more. Okay. That's great advice. I love that. Thank you. Um, so how uh, I'm sure in 20 years you have had to roll with some punches and certainly been through <laughs> been through some things. So what would what role has adaptability played in your success? Oh, well, adaptability is really um, choosing to respond, right? So you're choosing to respond differently. So you have things that happen to you and you can either choose to respond negatively or positively. And I think by being adaptable, you're saying like, all right, here's this circumstance that happened. How am I going to respond? And you choose how you want to respond. And so I think one of the things that I learned from my daughter who, um, when she was a gymnast, when she was about seven years old, they brought in a new gym to her, a new coach, head coach. And the head coach took us aside and they said, we think your daughter can go national. And we're like, what? Like, we didn't <laughs> think she was like that good of a gymnast. And she said, here's why. She said, your daughter falls off the balance beam over and over and over again. And instead of going to the back of the line, she gets right back on, right back on. And so what that taught me is like getting back up faster when bad thing or what I consider bad things happen or negative things is what really is a way of adapting that really helps you deal with adversity better because she got so many more, she she succeeded more because she kept going. She didn't wait, you know, she didn't wait until it was perfect. She was like, oh, I fell, let's try it again. So um, I try to remind myself to get back up faster anytime something happens. I love that. And, and what a great story. I think our kids are such great teachers. I mean, sometimes people think, oh, they're young. They don't know anything. I'm like, no, my six-year-old schools me all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, they're... it's it's crazy how much they do it. And it's funny because, you know, my kids, you know, I've been exposing them to Tony Robbins since they were little. So they'll come up with these things. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. I can't get away with anything. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Growing, raising superhumans, right? Yes. I and it's so that. funny because I exposed my oldest daughter to the affirmations book and we had done a challenge with Noah, the 20 day power habits challenge. And so now she's like 
if I say a question that's negative, she'll be like, well, why blah, blah, blah. And she'll, she'll shift it into an affirmation into, into a positive question. So. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. I can't, now I can't wait to read that book so I can share yeah, it with awesome. my son. Great. And it's funny you bring up the book because I did have a question about uh, the book, The Big Leap, because I, I recently read that too. And I thought it's just such an amazing resource. Um, what would your top tips be for business owners about moving from their zone of excellence into their zone of genius that, that you can share with us? Well, one of the things I think happens is that we underestimate our zone of genius. So what happens is that we, when we're in our zone of genius, things are really easy for us, right? And so we think, oh, we shouldn't be paid well for it. It isn't that valuable because it's so easy. It's fun for us a lot of time. We feel in the zone or in flow state. And, but what we don't realize is that for other people, this stuff is, is horrible, right? They hate mm -hmm. it. It's so and hard. So yeah. it, I think that's the biggest mind shift to make about that zone of genius is that you, when you're operating in that zone of genius, even if it's easy for you, it's super valuable and you can charge a lot of money for it as opposed to thinking, oh, it's just something I do. It's easy. Anybody can do this because if you look at things like, you know, I'm not into accounting or any of that math related stuff, unless it's counting things with dollar signs like sales. Right. So, but other people, they'll like grab that spreadsheet and they'll like, figure out stuff and they love to figure out what your tax savings are and it's super simple for them they're like oh look at you have a tax saving here 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 and you're like i never would have thought of that right and but i'm like them, god bless easy. those people exactly. so really shift into looking at like your zone of genius and what is the value that your zone of genius build you know brings to other people and we had talked about that in the raise your rates master class like figuring out that circle of like, what's that ripple effect? Like what's the effect that it has on them right now? So it could be money, like they make more money. It could be they save time. It could be they save aggravation, achieving their goals. But if you go out from there and look at the ripple effect, like for example, if you achieve your goal, like what effect is that gonna have on your son's life, right? And how is he gonna succeed because he sees his mom succeeding? Right. And then how is that even going to affect, you know, three generations from now? Like, oh, our great grandma, you know, she did this and, you know, inspiring people that we don't even think about that. Like we're having this huge effect on other people. I, I love that. Yes. This one person and one woman can really rock the world. I love that. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. amazing. The, the other thing that um, that he talks about in the big leap is um, kind of shattering or breaking through that glass ceiling. Right. When did you know that you had shattered your most recent glass ceiling? What was that moment for you? Um, oh. Well, I think my most recent glass ceiling was when we built our lake house. So I, you know, the Lake Wampasaki is super special to me. I've been coming here since I was before I was born in my mom's tummy. And so it was really like a special like spirit place for me. And you know, we were looking at building this, this house and, you know, we joke because my husband and his friend drew it on a placemat and, you know, we were looking at all the homes, you know, the home shows and all this. And it was like, we actually did it. We actually said, we're going to build this. 
we're going to build this this year. I'm sitting in it right now. Like the lake is 50 feet out my front door. I mean, that for me was like, I shattered the limits of my own beliefs. The fact that I could do this, that like, I was worried, like when you build a second house, you don't have all your used, your furniture that you move from your house to the next house. Like I literally had to, you know, get new silverware, sofa, beds, sheets, everything like from scratch. And so to be able to like build this, have the cash to just like furnish it, like that was a huge, huge breakthrough for me. And so I still am like pinching myself. That's beautiful. That's an amazing victory story. And I love that so much. Um, and I guess like you had to push through a lot of stuff. I know that you're talking about shattering that belief of maybe what, and, and really we place those, those limits on ourselves, like you're saying, right, of what we can do, be, and have. So what's your best advice for the woman who might be listening and is feeling really frustrated with where she's at, but she knows she's ready to move forward to the next level of her life and business? I, I think what the best thing to do is to really look at like the past, like what have you achieved in your past that was hard and you know, that you've actually survived, you've moved through, right? Because mm -hmm. it helps give you courage for like the next thing that you see is hard in the future. Right. And I think it's really important to set yourself some containers of support, whether that's a mastermind or a coach or um, you know, like a, an accountability buddy, but really like you need to bring somebody to believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And that's what I do for my clients is like, they don't see it as possible. Like one of my clients, she went from $1,500 average sale to a $9,600 average sale. And if I that's huge. Said, oh my gosh. I know. Who doesn't I know. want those results? <laughs> I know. And if I would have said to her like, Hey, you're going to be charging almost $10,000 for this thing you know, she would have been like, you're out of your mind. But it was like, she had to make that leap. And she needed to borrow my belief that what she had was worth it while she was creating that. And so you want to find and surround yourself with those people, whether it's books, podcasts, masterminds, coaches, but like, even like when I'm out walking my dog, I'll put in a podcast, right? Because instead of your mind running on negative chatter, that's not serving you like, Put some positive stuff in your brain, even if it's YouTube, but definitely like, like what you're doing here. This is perfect for people like plug right in and keep listening to this stuff. And I love that point so much as well, because I think it's, you know, there's we live in a culture of consumerism and we have the ability to consume so many different things. So sometimes it, it's the difference between sitting down and watching Netflix for five hours, <laughs> which accidentally happens to people. Right. Um, or choosing powerfully what type of content you want to consume. Like you're saying, like choosing to, to listen to something that's going to grow and expand your mind and that ability. Yeah. And it's funny because I think during the, this whole pandemic, it's really amplified this. Right. And I have struggled with this during the pandemic of like, I can go, like I, I told my husband and my kids, cause they, they're like, you know everything about it. And like, yeah, because I'm doing research because I want to know what the risks are and how to, you know, you know, mitigate the risk for our family and all of that. But what that can do is it can drive you into this spiral. Like, oh my gosh, we're all going <laughs> to die. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's really like, all right, I'm going to get some information and then I'm going to decide what my actions are, but then I'm going to choose to put my focus on something positive. Like my husband will watch Netflix at night. I'll read my book. I, I'm doing Duolingo right now. And Duolingo 
is a language learning app on your iPhone or your iPad or your computer. And I'm, I'm redoing my German. Like I, I spoke German years ago when I lived there and then I moved back to into a French country, which I had spoke French before I spoke German. So it's kind of gone dormant in my brain. So I was like, what can I do to like keep my brain engaged and positive versus like zoning out at night but not something business related that's going to make me think of my to-do list and all the things that I can't, you know, that I need to do. So I started doing Duolingo every night just as a little brain builder. I I love that too. I know that you also believe in uh, manifestation and, and the laws of attraction. And I think that one of the things that I've learned through that practice is that the more we focus on finding things that help us stay in a feeling good, as states that it, it is easier to manifest so doing yeah. things like um, brushing up on your language or for me it's roller skating or oh, spending I time with that. your <laughs> or spending time with your kids like whatever brings you true joy and is fun right when you you can remember to play and have fun that it's it's easier to then create have you yeah. is that something you found as well yeah and you know what i, I want to say about that is like i love seeing you roller skate. So when I see you <laughs> on social media and you're roller skating, I used to love to roller skate. We used to go to the roller rink every Friday and Saturday. And I remember buying pom-poms for my roller skates as one of my first big purchases um, in red and black, which are still my brand color since I was a kid. They were my favorite color. <laughs> um, but like seeing you do that and seeing you with your son and like, he's so adorable, like it gives me joy. And so I think that's really important of like, not even just in your personal life, but on your social media, like clean your feed, like get rid of the things like this last, you know, bit has been very helpful to sort out the people that are misogynist, racist, you know, like, just like get rid of them off of your feed, you know, Absolutely. And not, you know, have that in your, in your scroll when you go through there because people don't need to put more hate in the world you need to have like more love more fun and you know social media can either lift you up or like shut you down i i agree 100 percent. and there's all these campaigns you see it everywhere about stop the hate you know and stop spreading hate and i think the message would be so much more powerful if we're like spread joy like focus on spreading the joy spread the love like spread yeah. the sense of community and actually helping each other out and and it, getting back to that human connection and human human touch like gathering again where we can safely um but i i love that point so much because we yeah. we just as easily consume social media um as we do the food that we pick out right or yeah, the clothes like we you're wear putting, when you're fighting hate you're still fighting sorry my dog is in the window <laughs> It's okay. My puppy. Um, and so I think, you know, when you're fighting hate, you're still fighting. You're putting negative energy into it versus like, you know, you're sharing love, you're sharing joy. That's amplifying and putting those feelings up that help you manifest better. I love that. That's such a great point. Well, I know we're coming up on time. I want to be respectful. So is it okay? Do you have time for one more question? Yeah. Yeah, of course. All right. Awesome. Uh, so what is the biggest challenge that you have with your business right now? That if it were solved, you'd be able to earn more money or have more time or more freedom. And which one of those is the most important to you right now? Oh, gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> <the last> question. 
He's like, you saved the doozy for last. You know what yeah. I? You know what I always think the biggest challenge is is me, myself, and I. Mm. Right, because no matter where I go, that's like I'm still there. Right, so whether mm -hmm. you know, like wherever I'm at at that level, I'm still coming to that level, and I bring all the things that I had at the last level. Um, so I think you know, really working on myself, and like how can like like I said, how can I get up faster? How can I respond better? How can I, you know, keep my mental game strong and. Um, Really, for me at this point, um, you know, having that freedom and having that, you know, building more of a financial freedom to outlast me is super important for my kids. Um, so they have that foundation. But I think also the thing about um, financial freedom is the ability to help more people. And that's what I've seen in this last year since the pandemic started is like the people that weren't making money couldn't do much to help a lot of people during the pandemic, right? But the mm -hmm. people that had cash flow, had wealth built up, could make a difference. Like I was donating to the food bank. Every like every time I go to the grocery store, I donate to the food bank. Right? I send checks like because it's so important that you're using what you're doing as something positive in the world. So, um, you know, me myself and I, and I think in terms of a concrete step, I would say like my next hire, like who is my next hire going to be? Like I'm kind of playing around with that in terms of like, what would be the next hire, hire that would allow me to grow even more? I love that. Thank you so much for spending all this time with us and for all the wisdom that you shared with us today. I so appreciate you and your beautiful heart. And I just love so much Aww, that you're you. such a, a heart centered leader and that you give so much. Well, thank you. So. I appreciate that. This is this is a fantastic show you're doing, and I love that you're 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 raising the vibration. So it's it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, speaking of raising the vibration, if you want to get in touch with Stacy, Stacy, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and to find yeah. you? So I'm Stacy Highland on all of the socials. Stacy with an E Y, and my last name is Highland H Y L E N, like on the screen down there. Um, so, and you can also go to stacyhighland.com if you want to set up a session to find out about coaching. If you're looking to add a zero to your business without the hustle, um, that's my jam. I would love to help you achieve that. Um, and if you're looking at just like, okay, what are the little steps that I can do like right now to grow my business? Go to moreclientsandcash.com and I have a checklist of the things that you can do in your business to add more clients and cash that are very simple steps that you can take. So that would be a great step to, to move forward with. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And uh, for everyone who's listening right now, thank you so much. We so appreciate you sticking through all the way to the end if you're hearing this. And as always, I would love to invite you to come to the virtual breathwork circle that I offer every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at specific standard time. And you can find that breathwork circle. I'll, I'll drop the link in the show notes, but you can also find it at breathewithris.com. It's breathewithris.com. And we have a wonderful group of women that come together every week just to decompress and reset and really expand uh, to more joy because we got to empty out that container. So we have somewhere to put all of the goodness to receive the goodness. Uh, so come and check that out. Please check out Stacy 
and we will talk to you next time. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now.